0: What's up everyone, it's episode 811 baby, and you can see behind me a beautiful, and I mean beautiful, 83XL, it belongs to Justin Sharon, now by the way, Sharon or something like that, when you send in the pictures of the bike, you take full responsibility for me screwing your name up. I am in a hooked-on Phonics dropout, so I might screw your name up. And you take that responsibility anyway. It is bored out to 1050 cc's, has cams, cams and lifters. Whew, I love this thing. <laughs> I love it. And uh, other custom-made parts. Beautiful bike, Justin. Beautiful bike. Again, I do have your submissions. They're going in order right now, and I will inform you when they are going to be shown on the show. Coming up, we have a situation here. Yes, we have a situation I'm not happy with. The main story is about the Hells Angels being screwed with Now, be it in Canada, but here in the United States, it happens all the time. And that is clubhouses. I don't know what it is The cops don't want them at a bar. Cops don't want them at rallies. Crap, cops just don't want them out on the street. So when they go and get their own clubhouses do their thing in private, next thing you know, well, it was illegal. What's it going to take for you schlucks to lay off the peckers? You got to make up your mind one of these days what you want. Don't want them here. Don't want them there. So they go and get their own place. Now, this has been going on since the early 70s, late 60s, where clubs would go get their own clubhouse because they were tired of getting harassed going to the local bar. And they're still getting harassed till this day. So we got that story coming up. And it is. It's really sickening, man. It's like, give me a break already. Enough's enough of the harassment. In Canada, United States, Oz, Europe, enough with messing with people's clubhouse. One thing that they do use is the health department. They use zoning. They did it to a chapter here in Rockford with the Hells Angels. They had a beautiful clubhouse. Came in with the zoning BS, shut them down, the health hazard stuff. It wouldn't happen to any other business. But because it was a motorcycle club, they were idiots about it. Minding our own business, they shut it down. And they always zero in on the liquor sales. Well, guess what? They're buying tickets. They're not exchanging cash at the bar. And plus, it's private property. It's not like they're opening to the public running an actual bar. Oh, little drinks here and there. Little partying here and there. Fundraising. But you can't even let them be. You can't let no club be because you have a lust To go after these clubs. And that is BS. I don't see you raiding any of these law enforcement motorcycle club clubhouses. I don't see it. I haven't seen it in the news. So what's the difference? Why do you target them? Because you don't like their philosophy? Because you think they're white trash or they're dirtbags? God forbid you target anybody else. We have another story coming up about an RC doing a lot of good, but at the same time, it burned my balls. You hear all these clubs once they get featured in the newspaper or RCs or social clubs about how they want to change the image of ways clubs are perceived. Well, we do this, we do that. Well, I hate to tell you, man, the one percenters are the ones who are really, really involved in this kind of stuff. They really set the standard. So the argument, well, we want people to perceive clubs different, come on, really? Do your good, but don't push this narrative. Because all it does is make your fellow bikers and your club member, fellow club members look like they're doing something wrong. Anyway, let's go to the first story. We got Easy Rider in Sturgis. Check out this video. This
1: weekend in Sturgis, the Biker Rodeo News Center 1's Jacob Jones takes us to the action at the Buffalo Chip.
2: Since 1989, Easy Rider Magazine has partnered with Sturgis Buffalo Ship to host what they call biker rodeos. These rodeos are a series of motorcycle games and competitions such as a slow race where the last one to cross the finish line is the winner, a barrel race, a balloon toss where backseat riders throw a water balloon over an obstacle and catch it on the other side.
1: 1989, there was the first rodeo out here and I was here and of course we won. And then here I am again, but now I'm directing the biker game so everybody can have a fun. Everybody get out here and have some fun riding motorcycles.
2: The event also has a hot dog eating contest where back riders try to catch and eat a hot dog while on a moving motorcycle. They also have a kickstart contest where contestants see how many times they can kickstart their bike.
1: It's, it's really the kickstart contest because I hold the record. <laughs> I, didn't know that good job. I, I got mine started 32 times in one minute in 1983 and then the, we didn't do it no more because everybody's got electric starts. So finally it's like well let's start doing it again because the younger guys got kickstart bikes.
2: The winner of today's kickstart contest was a man from British Columbia, Canada who kickstarted his 1962 Panhead 13 times in under one minute.
0: Definitely hurt my knee and my thigh is on fire, but that was fun. Uh, Difficult for sure, but new spark plugs I think helped with that one.
2: The contest also has kids as young as 13 performing wheelies and doing barrel racing
1: let them play in the easy games you know i mean the the barrel push uh in fact the kids are better at the barrel push because the tire pushes the barrel up and it doesn't roll as fast so they can control them better so the kids kick butt this weekend on that
2: at sturgis buffalo chip jacob jones new center one awesome
0: stuff right there has anybody heard if chilla uh they found another spot because the chillicotti said go screw yourselves or something like that Because the cops were pricks and said, well, we're not going to work it anymore. It puts our officers in danger. Well, you know, last time, you know, you ran from a shooting or something like that in Florida, you know, I ain't going to say nothing. I'm trying not to be a dick. Anyway, has anybody heard about it? I haven't checked into it, man. I'll have to be serious about that. I haven't checked in on that stuff. Let me know what you guys uh, found out. Anyway, here we go. We got twisted ones motorcycle club holds meal for families this is out of north carolina twisted ones there's a picture. hey what's with the shorts nowadays man i'm getting kind of confused i am i'm getting kind of confused here i've been seeing it around my area where they're riding with these jean shorts these dickies this ain't safe if you take the asphalt ride you're gonna get tore up So, can somebody please explain why shorts are now cool? I get it, on hot days and stuff like that, it sucks, but bear through it. Safety, man, safety. Let's see here, there's something twisted a foot in Hertford. Well, actually, it's a wheel. He's trying to be cute. The Twisted One is the name of the motorcycle club whose founding chapter is based in Hertford. We began the club five years ago to create an environment where like-minded brothers can have commentary and enjoy riding. This, according to the Vice President, Ronald Ronnie Maupin, a UPS driver from Hertford. By the way, man... Right away, you UPS drivers. Can you knock when a freaking package is delivered from Amazon? Will you do that, man? Uh, the club has over 40 members, raises money for causes, and gives back to the community. Yes, <laughs> MCs that are 1% do that too. The club hosted a hot dog and hamburger meal for kids and families. Rock and roll, this was the first time we sponsored the event in the community. We have done poker runs to raise money for people in need. But we want to bring our good will closer to home. Asked about the club, up, uh, came up with its name. If you think about it, we're all a little twisted. Yes. Especially Hollywood. That's what they say anyway. Going up to Toronto, no major incidents during Hell's Angel event in Brooklyn. A total of 179 vehicles were processed through checkpoints. Now, we covered this story, actually, the other day. But one thing I wanted to do was bring this up in conjunction of what I'm about to talk about next. Over 179 vehicles Bikers and clubs, whatever, were processed through this checkpoint. Nothing happened. No major stuff. But you have such a hard-on for these clubs. And every time, you look stupid, just like you did here. Don't you think the propaganda is getting a little thick? Come on, a lot of people are seeing through a lot of this stuff nowadays. They really are, man. So maybe you might want to give it up one of these days. And that leads into this story right here. Hell's Angels member did not get a dime for letting gang run illegal pub from his home. That's what they always bring up illegal pub from his home. Now, one thing I have to say, this is Canada, so I don't know the laws up there. That's just like I get asked to cover more news from around the world, and one of the re- and I try, but one of the reasons is I do not know the culture over there. Come on, I was like, holy cow, there's a guy wearing Versace robes. Not a biker I know out of Australia that even comes close to an American biker. So those are the cultural differences. Lawyer says an illegal pub run from a Hells Angel gang pad. Oh, this ain't, uh, I'm sorry, correction, 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 correction. This ain't Canada, this is New Zealand. My bad, I should uh, (laughs) have looked into the story more. Sorry! And New Zealand ain't Australia, by the way. Boy, do I hear about that one. Similar moves made uh, by the New Zealand Defense Force to curve drunken annex by soldiers. Now they're saying that they had the clubhouse open to the public. I don't believe that, man. I don't believe that. Uh, the submission was made during the uh, sentencing of Lyle Charles Henwood uh, on, you know, in court. He was fined $2,000 for allowing people to run the bar at the gang's Halmeriston North Pad. The maximum fine was $40,000. Henwood 60 is a longtime Hell's Angel member who owns the pad. He owns it and rents it to the Angels for $400 a week. Just a regular old landlord. There's no doubt the property is the gang's pad. The iconic Death Ed logo is emblazoned on the main building facing the street. You guys really need to get a life, man. I'm telling you what, over there, it's the clubs that keep you in business. It, it really is, because that's what you do over there. Anyway, here's the one story I was talking about. Smokey River Riders Riding Club are set to dispel the stigma associated with motorcycle clubs through philanthropist stuff. That stigma is always going to be there because you have cops that have to pad their budgets so they go and do nothing but rile up everybody and go after clubs. You don't need to do that. You don't need to say that. Clubs are doing it every day, helping out. Now it goes on to say there's a stigma or stigma associated with motorcycle clubs that typically sparks fear, loathing, or other unjust sediments in the community. That's bullshit. Let's say it together. Bullshit. That's not how the community looks at bikers. Hell, they feel safer around bikers. Shut up. Both sentiments are what the Smoky River Riders Riding Club from McClellan are set to dispel as they continue their uh, efforts attempting to help people who are struggling in the Smoky River region and throughout the province. Now, club president Tammy Strout says the group was started when she purchased the motorcycle and on a whim started a Facebook group to alert people when she had and her partner, Wellen, were going for a ride. Ooh, I know where this is going right there. Yes, I better stop reading before I get myself in some trouble. But you see what I mean. You get tired of this. You do. You get really tired of it. When they do nothing but harass property owners, New Zealand, I can see it because they got the stupid laws over there. Australia as well. But Canada, and again, that correction on that story was Canada. But here in the United States, when you have law enforcement shutting down stuff, when you're on your own private property, it's just insane. Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show live with China Dow. Time to have a good old time. we got a serious subject coming up, man. It's going to be a freaking good one. Rock on. Still on a screwed up schedule up at 3 o'clock this morning because of some dumb schluck. But uh, welcome to live, man. We back to normal again. Oh, China doll is with me right now. I'm sure she's already put a damn selfie in.
3: No, not
0: yet. Not not, not yet? My God, are you the most conceited broad (laughs) that I know. Oh, I got to put a selfie up in
3: there. Rude. What's wrong with that? How you doing, China? It's good to have you back. I'm good. I like sleeping until 7.15 instead of 3.15. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know? You woke up early? Is that why you came in and stole my popcorn? Yeah, I stole your
0: popcorn. I'm sitting here like, God damn it, man. I don't have to be up this early. But because of somebody else, I'm up. See, I was doing the nice thing that a husband does. And I'm not appreciated whatsoever. (laughs) Not appreciated. <laughs> Last week, she had to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning, so I said, you know what? I'm going to stay up with her. That way, you know, she feels good. But Hollywood stuff goes unnoticed, and she's quite, frankly, a bitch to Hollywood. Rude.
3: How you mean rude? How am I a bitch? You're a woman. What well, else is there to say? I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it. I, I, I'd
0: have to say so. I'd have to say so. Later on, second segment, we're going to be talking very serious. We usually, on Serial Killer Monday, covered a smuck asshole pricks that do unbelievable stuff.
3: Well, technically we will be.
0: This segment, we're going to be talking about the victim and how they fought back and how they really brought light to the suffering that they
3: had and that is the Adam Walsh story the Adam Walsh story yes John Walsh yeah he started that uh, America's Most Wanted
0: America's Most Wanted yeah and we're gonna talk about what he went through what he put out to the general public and how he helped everybody
3: exactly and they even got a bill passed for Adam Walsh child protection bill
0: that they did Kinda of like the Amber Alert, uh yeah. the most recent one.
3: Yeah. That was actually named after a child named Amber. It
0: was because <laughs> we got nasty people in this world. And that brings me to something else. Uh oh. I was thinking. I was, I was really thinking.
3: Don't hurt yourself.
0: I was thinking so much that the steam was coming out of my ears. Oh, shit. It was a tough one then. Are are you okay? I don't know. My brain's fried from thinking so much. You should stop doing that.
3: You're going to hurt yourself.
0: And the reason why I was thinking like this is I was wondering why people are so nasty to each other. So nasty. In what sense? well, they're nasty, they don't keep their word, they don't keep their promises. And I think that's why this country is all fucked up. Then I looked back, because, you know, I just got that, what is that, that Paramount Plus or Paramount Plus? Paramount Plus. And I started watching the series 1883. Tim McGraw's in it, Sam Elliott. And it had to do with the Pioneers them on a wagon train and moving to Oregon and there was a bunch of immigrants. And within just a few episodes, you can see the terrible time they had just starting out that wagon trail. It was murderous. It was unbelievable what they had to go through. And I ain't even halfway through the series. But one thing I have learned so far is people that cry cry and whine right now about how hard life really is, you're a bunch of assholes. Because those pioneers going west were put in an unbelievable position. Now, 1883 is the prequel to Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. The suffering them people did, my God. And now you look at today and you can start seeing just how spoiled people really are.
3: How do you figure everybody's spoiled? Because
0: they get trivial with the littlest problems. It is.
3: They're making mountains out of mohills? Basically.
0: It's funny, when I go to a cemetery, we got a cemetery right here, we overlook the river, got the pelicans, the eagles, the hawks. But that's not the only thing I do. I look at the gravestones and we have some pretty old stuff over there going all the way back to the founding of this country and when I look at it I was like man the things them people had to go through every problem that we have now they faced and it's funny I go back past that one stone. I said, hey, good morning, Arthur. or You know, good night, Arthur. He was a World War One vet that died on the battlefield. So when I see people being nasty, nasty to each other, the country's so divided right now, and seeing what I've been doing with this series, how could we even be that way? They don't know suffering. They really don't. So why are people so damn nasty now and so caught up in trivial
3: crap? Because that's where the world is. I mean, seriously, the world is just making small shit into big shit.
0: Mm -hmm. Later on, we're going to be talking about, again, Adam Walsh. Yep. I cannot even fathom what he went through, the parents. I can't even fathom it. I couldn't deal with it. And that's a serious problem. But when you have people, well, my girlfriend did this or my boyfriend did that, it's like that don't even matter once you start. And I wasn't even high thinking about this. That's amazing.
3: That's a shocker.
0: I wasn't high. And we're not talking about your sister.
3: No. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Did you lose your train of thought there, buddy?
0: It makes me feel that we're actually blessed for the life we live now.
3: Well, if you think about it, the Adam Walsh story happened in in I believe it was nineteen eighty one. Yeah, in the nineteen eighties. And it's twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. And we have more problems with psychopaths now than we ever have before, in my opinion.
0: Well, I think we're just learning more and more about that because we got the internet.
3: And if you and if you look back to even like back when we were growing up
0: we had milk cartons was our internet at that
3: time but the milk cartons came came about in the 80s from the adam walsh story but they they created the faces on the milk cartons mm -hmm.
0: but you see where i'm coming from when you see people with real problems Mm -hmm. and then you look over at somebody say at the bar and they're sitting there bitching about something so minute that you want to go up there and slap them with your dick.
3: I don't have one, but you know.
0: Well, you got your ball. I <laughs> got my balls. I slap them with my balls. Wasn't that uh, that TikTok thing where you said you had bigger balls, or whatever I have bigger it was? balls
3: than yours? Just because I have a vagina doesn't mean I don't have bigger balls than yours. Exactly yes, for real.
0: And you know what? You bring up a good point. I used to be one that bashed on women and i guess i have to be call myself an uneducated fool because watching that series the women were actually tough motherfuckers women still are tough well they are uh the only thing i didn't like about the series so far is you know she she was hot one of these uh, ki- uh girls in it she had hair on her armpits that was like totally disgusting <laughs> What? Well, I understand, because they didn't have razors back then, and they wore long sleeves and wait, dresses. Wait, armpit check. No, I'm good. I get totally grossed out when you have it. It's like, dude, what are you, a fucking ape or something? Shave that shit. I
3: was thinking of growing it in just so I can get a wax. But they
0: did the same work men did back then. and Women, were, women do the same work men do now. I'd have to argue probably more because there is a lot of fucking weak ass men out there.
3: There is so many, so many women out there that are very independent and they do ten times the amount of work as some men. Not all. I would have to say most. No, I would say some.
0: I'd have to say you to put women into a job that a man does and they'll do just fine.
3: Well, definitely.
0: That goes if you ever watched that Alaskan crab uh, thing. What is it, the most dangerous job? Whatever the hell it is. But women go on that boat and fish just like a man does. For sure. So sometimes those men are assholes. But they worked together back then. I don't see that out of relationships anymore.
3: People working together?
0: Working together, the man and the woman, to achieve something. Back then, they were leaving the South. They were leaving... East Coast, Midwest, and go into an unknown land filled the Tontos. <laughs> oh my God. And then fucking Tontos were killing and scalping motherfuckers. <laughs> you and your non PC ass. <laughs> and women fought back as well.
3: Well, yeah, a woman can hold a gun just as easy as a man can.
0: But there was a lot of death mm-hmm. along that trail. Something as simple as crossing a river killed people because they had to get their wagons across all that kind of stuff and it looks like they were heartless when somebody died but death was just a part of normal life where nowadays sometimes people don't know how to take it and then they let it affect them the rest of their lives instead of moving forward with their own
3: what someone's death
0: yeah they let it
3: they let it fester
0: let it fester
3: yeah but you got to think about it people get over those kind of things in different ways
0: well this is true but uh the difference was in 1883 death was a natural part of life
3: well even in this day and age, and they were is. that hard in this day and age it's a natural part of life it's just
0: well i'm talking about how they dealt with it due, due, you know with the two time periods because how hard it was yeah could you imagine taking your family out west that was all uncharted? You didn't know what the fuck was going to happen to you. No. But those are the people
3: that... That's like going with a ride with you. It's uncharted.
0: Yeah, but I always find my way back.
3: I know. It's so It, stupid. it sucks, don't it? Sucks. It sucks.
0: Lame. But they're the ones who put this country to where it is today. And I think we all take it for granted what them people did and what they had to go through. We some whiny prick motherfuckers, (laughs) man. Are you saying that everybody's a bunch of babies now? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the different outlooks on everything. Well, yeah. The outlooks that some people have is what the fuck is wrong with you type of deal. Why? And back then, marriages didn't end in a 50% uh, divorce rate. No, they they ended
3: in death. They worked together. (laughs) They literally ended in death.
0: They raised the family, they built a place for themselves, and now, because of media, social media, I think we became a weaker nation, if you ask me. We're weaker than we once were. When, And the two antagonists is Sam Elliott and Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw was on the Confederate side. Sam Elliott on the Union side of the Civil War. And the Civil War was driven by politicians. They divided this country so bad we were killing each
3: other. Well, if you think about it, the politicians are still fucking up this world. Mm.
0: Well, they still are, and it's getting even worse where they divide us so bad.
3: Yeah, they're doing the same thing now as they did then.
0: Exactly. But it was the people that came out of that war that started setting this country straight, and the see how bad it is, it's like their sacrifice isn't worth
3: shit. Well, if you sit back and you think about When you were a kid,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: where were you during the summer? Outside riding your bike, right? Mm -hmm. Outside. Were you in the house? Maybe to eat, grab something, and run run back out the door, right? You had socialization. Everybody was outside.
0: Now it's like Like everybody lives through the internet.
3: Now you see the kids outside, which I see them all the time, even just walking past the house. There'll be a group of six kids walking right in front of our house. All six of them are on their cell phones. Exactly. They could be either texting each other, which fucking open your mouth and talk to the person next to you. Or they're on their social media, right?
0: So the difference between kids now and then when I watch this, and it's a great series so far. 1883, it's on Paramount. A five-year-old went out with his dad hunting and got his first kill. A five year old. Learning how to shoot. Knowing what the meaning of life is. Because after you shoot your first animal. You know you have to get blooded. And he said. Death is certain. and You're going to kill. Because you had a kill back then. Motherfuckers were nasty back then.
3: Well, and it's not like now where you can go to the grocery store and get everything you need Mm -hmm. to eat.
0: Well, he's talking about men as well, killing another man or a woman. It was part of their life back then. He says you're going to become half animal, half man, and you're going to have to learn how to find a balance within the two.
3: Well, and there are people nowadays that teach their kids how to hunt at an early age. Mm Mm-hmm. There's young kids nowadays that are learning to hunt. I've had a few. I've met a few people whose daughter or son were nine years old that just went hunting for the first time and got their first deer.
0: Mm. But how different it is now.
3: But of course they don't have to do the dirty deed of it.
0: Well, no. Now they go to the grocery store where it gave them a different type of principle and mor- you know, morals. Where the kids learned hard work at a very early age,
3: mm-hmm. very and, early. Which they do, they do around here too. But
0: no, it, I don't think so. I don't they, know. They I don't do think so.
3: those that those that live on farms. Oh, they know hard work to farm. The kids there know hard work.
0: They start them baling hay right. At, you know, when they get older, about five, six years old, they learn. But when they're away from that type of environment. They get taught by the internet and TV.
3: Well, that's because that's where people sit their kids for babysitters.
0: Yeah, they become a babysitter to TV. Mm -hmm. So they don't get to learn that hard
3: work. I mean, how many of you have young kids or grandkids and go, hey, let's go outside? I know whenever we see the grandkids, we take them outside.
0: Well, we go there on a specific day to make sure they're out and about. Yeah. You know, we tell them, leave the fucking phones alone, leave the Put tablets Put your tablets alone. down. We're going outside. hmm To get fresh air.
3: Right. And we know it's harder when the colder weather comes, but...
0: Well, that's when you want them out, because, you know, everybody says, oh, you're going to get a cold. No, you don't get a fucking cold, because you're in the cold. You no, get it when myth. you go inside where all the germs are, that's a myth. Out. <laughs> Get outside
3: and get germ free.
0: But it's just amazing the human spirit. A human spirit like the migrants that you know, they were a lot of gypsies that came over. And they went out west. And they died, they settled just for a new life. Where is that want in our country now for a better life?
3: I think everybody ha- has that want for a better life. They just show it different. Mm hmm. I I mean seriously, I think they do. Everybody wants a better life. But do they work hard? See, that's where the question lies. That's the question. Mm-hmm. That's just like these
0: frickin' men that just sit around and do fucking nothing while a female's out there. Yeah. That drives me insane. And you
3: see more and more of that every day.
0: Oh, my God, are we? Mm-hmm. They don't want to be little worker ants is what we hear a lot. Well, what the fuck you think life is? You got to work for what you
3: want. I mean, hey, in the feline category, you know, the women lioness is the one that goes out and does all the hunting while the man just stays behind.
0: True. <laughs> but if you put that over to real life with a man or in a woman, it kind of disgusts you.
3: I think it should always be 50-50. As far as, you know, working. Mm -hmm. I mean, majority of the workforce nowadays, I mean, you had to have a two-family working household because everything's so damn expensive. Yeah, gas prices are slowly going down, but as gas prices go down, I swear to God, groceries get more expensive.
0: Well, that's the way it works. So you have to have a two two person household working.
3: And the sad part is, is and it's, n- it's nine it's times out of new. ten you don't.
0: Yeah, but it's nothing new though. Back then, they had to work together or they died.
3: I see more and more women working two jobs while their man's at home.
0: And don't you just want to slap somebody like that? <laughs>
3: I do. I want to just, like, take my hand and you smack the back up. of their fucking head and be like, dude, wake the fuck up. That's just like you. Oh,
0: what? <laughs> you went over and the son-in-law was sitting on the computer. Yeah. And you went off on
3: him. I did. I actually looked him in the face. I go, hey. And he turns around playing his dumb games on his computer. And I go, Dude. Is this what you do all fucking day long, is play on your fucking computer in the games? You were upset. I was pissed. And he goes, yeah, what else is there to do? I looked over, I go, you got four daughters over here that want you to play with them. Or go outside, cut the fucking grass, make things look good. Go clean up your damn yard, you got garbage by the trailer, clean it up. Mm. Get your fucking ass up. Stop playing these games all fucking day, you lazy piece of shit. Right. Get up and do something while I'm over there interacting with all the kids. Now, that wouldn't have been allowed earlier in our history.
0: People would have looked at that and shot your ass.
3: But it's getting it's getting ridiculous. And it's like, well, what else is there to do? I'm like, I don't know. You got kids. You, you got a house. Why don't you clean it?
0: Mm-hmm. Why we, don't you go teach your kids something? Go play with the kids. Go outside. It used to be where a man would sit there and teach their kids. Yeah. It didn't, it wasn't, the woman was there just to say, hey, wait till your dad gets home.
3: Dad, yeah, that was a good line.
0: And they knocked the fuck out of you when they got home. But it taught them respect.
3: Only if he could find me.
0: That's just like (laughs) funny, you know, on my Facebook page. Yeah. I have old teachers on it. Mm -hmm. I have old coaches from baseball on there. And I still, I'm almost 50 years old
3: saying Mr. and Mrs. They don't do that no more. They don't do that anymore. No more. That's terrible. Everybody's called by their first name now, adults. And that's not the way it should be. Mm-mm.
0: There's no respect in there. No. When you actually had kids saying ma'am and yes sir to their own parents, that gave them a bedrock. It gave him a bedrock of how to face life,
3: and I I notice it all the time too. Where you can you can tell I don't know so much if you can tell how somebody was raised by just how they talk to you in a public place. Very well said. Like when you're okay, I, when I'm at work and I'm ringing out a customer, you can hear from like the younger kids, you know, you know. Do you want, they're do respectful, you, or do not. you want a bag? Yes, ma'am. mm Hmm. You know? Do you want your receipt? No, thank you. I mean, you didn't they, tell the They, they, they use respectful. Uh, then you got the sum that come, no. What do I need that for?
0: And it was usually never allowed for a kid to talk back to an adult. An adult. Mm Worst thing you could have done because they would have sent you home and your parents would have whooped your ass. Oh yeah. I think that's very lacking, and I think because you got a subject coming up at nine thirty on the podcast platform.
3: Yeah. It's and we'll a do a one. little
0: preview of that. It's and,
3: a good one. And it's
0: honesty is the best policy. hmm Again, it'd be coming up on Spotify, or if you're hearing a replay of this one, you'd listen to it on Chatting with Chinatown. Yeah. And I think you brought up a lot of good points on that. hmm And one of them was, if you're lying, you're always covering stuff up.
3: Yeah, one lie is going to cover the next, cover the next, cover the next, and so on. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is people aren't remembering what they're telling other people, so it's like you got to cover lies in different areas. And
0: if you were taught right, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Correct. A man always keeps his word, and a man always tells the truth. That's just like me. If I fuck up doing the news, nah, I come forward and say it.
3: Well, I heard you this morning, you're like, oh shit, wrong country.
0: well no even if it's more serious fuck-ups you gotta own it right a lot of people won't do that nowadays no instead of owning something they feel like i gotta cover it up with a lie why what does that do for you and i notice adults do it more than the fucking kids do
3: it's a momentarily like momentary gain
0: For nothing. Mm. So you're going to get a gain out of it so you don't look stupid. But because you don't want to look stupid, you're going to lie about it?
3: That's the way the world rolls. And then
0: you get the reputation of a liar.
3: And the worst is when somebody calls you a compulsive liar. That's
0: one of the worst things is that. And you don't want to be known as a
3: compulsive liar. Especially when everybody realizes that you are a compulsive liar
0: (laughs) one thing that does surprise me and we'll bring it to motorcycle clubs at this point i'd have to say this brotherhood shit is a scam because you have guys that are planning shit against each other they're lying to each other that ain't brotherhood and that sure the fuck ain't being a man i don't know if it's the different generational gaps
3: well, that, that's just like you, you know, people call people call you brother. Oh, my God, I hate that shit. And you usually, honestly, you usually call them Homer. That's my thing. What's up, Homer? Because you feel your brothers are your actual brothers. Right, blood you, brothers. You do have friends yeah, that you would consider that. Mm. But it takes a lot to earn that kind of respect to be called a no, brother. No, I'd
0: have to correct you. I still wouldn't call him brother. Because they're not my brother. They're not my blood. They didn't grow up with me.
3: But are there people from when you grew up that you would consider your brother? No. None of them. Childhood friends. Wow. Very simple, childhood friends.
0: And I think it's because being taught the emphasis of family meant everything. So anybody outside that circle... Yeah, you have friends, you have acquaintances and stuff like that. But outside your circle, that ain't family. And if you step back and look at it from an outsider's point of view, you're
3: like, look at what they're doing to each other. And my question is, is since you brought up the MC world, where are those so-called brothers when you get into trouble?
0: Well, that's one thing. I think it was Sos that was talking about it, or Black Dragon was talking about it, where nobody should have to leave the club because they're in money trouble or they can't afford something. They shouldn't have to feel that they can leave. They have to leave because of that, because the family are supposed to take you know care of each other.
3: Like if somebody's down and out and can't afford something, why can't people pitch in and help them out? If you're their so-called brother. There you
0: go. Now you see the hypocrisy and the irony of that. I do. And that's why I always was taught you, the fam, you depend on your family and nobody fucking else. Mm. And I try to tell you that now. Oh, yeah. We're a small little family. You got only us to depend on. And you get caught up so much in bullshit with other people, it kind of upsets me. Because at the end of the day, when shit's going down, who's there for you?
3: Family. The mm-hmm. little, the little bit I got.
0: You got your husband there for you, your kids, your grandkids.
3: My sister.
0: Your si- well, she's family, dumbass. Well, you
3: didn't name her.
0: God. But you have everybody around you, right? That was taught at an early age. Hey, you take care of each other.
3: But you also got to look at some re- some people's points of view that some family ain't worth a shit
0: no they're not worth a shit
3: they ain't worth the pot they piss in
0: this is very true
3: but so when you sometimes do with have family, well, that goes
0: all the way back to morality and how you were taught
3: but some, so sometimes with family you got to learn where to cut yourself off very true which took me a long time
0: but we're gonna go to the second half of the show and uh we're gonna be talking about adam I just want... Because that was on my mind this morning. Uh, the hell these people really went fucking through. And how we really don't have them kind of problems to worry about. Really don't. We're going to listen to some Nickelback and save Abel. <laughs>
1: This time, I wonder what it feels like to find the one in this life.
2: The one we all dream of, but dreams just die.
3: Are you suffering from the lack of packing your cooter pocket? Join me, China Doll, every Monday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time on Chatting with China Doll.
0: Available on all major podcast platforms. Rock on. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in this scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com! Right on. Now you're going to really be hearing China Dow on this segment <laughs> because very serious business here. Very serious business. And this was the murder of Adam Walsh. Which set in motion... A lot of what we've seen in the 80s, as far as more publicity of missing kids, mm. and the start of a lot of stuff as far as the milk cartons, yep. and awareness of missing and exploited kids. Yes. And to me, you're bastards who ever hurt a kid. You're the lowest form of fucking life. You're an animal who deserves to be put down. So go into it. You really studied up on this one.
3: Oh, that's just because I followed it from day one. Mm -hmm. And back in 83 when the television film for Adam came out. uh, And at the end of the movie, they showed all the current at that time missing children
0: and there's if you ever walk in the walmart or a post office
3: there's yeah there's my god billboards. there's so many m- missing kids yeah and it's sad it's very fucking sad and yeah there there are some that are missing due to you know like their other parent taking them but those those in my eyes are a separate situation to those being taken by strangers
0: And it's terrible when you look at those pictures because you're thinking to your back of your head, they're not here anymore. They're not.
3: Majority of the time.
0: Majority of the time, the parents have to face that knock on the door that their kid was found dead because of a murdering son-of-a-bitch animal.
3: Exactly. Well, we got Adam Walsh who was a child abducted from Sears Department Store at the Hollywood Mall in Hollywood, Florida, on July 27th, 1981.
0: And we're paranoid as grandparents. We were paranoid as parents. Being in a store or shopping center... You always had your fucking kid next to you.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You you didn't let him out of your sight.
3: It's not like when, I mean, we used to go run, like, in JCPenney's and go hide in between the clothes. and Mm -hmm. Or there were times when I got in trouble and I ran out of the store. And they freaked out. And went and play on the slide in the middle of Woodfield Mall.
0: And I think that really started out with the notoriety of what happened to Adam Walsh, because it was everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And being abducted in a Sears store, now they even have procedures in place where they lock down the store if something like that goes on.
3: Well, yeah. And the procedures when you uh, have a child in the hospital now is even worse. They have matching bracelets they have when ankle, they're born yeah they have like little anklets like alarms and everything for children but you have to say to yourself what the fuck are, uh, why, why did it have to go this far and it's because of people like this people like Otis Tool he who, is a fucking tool who confessed to Adam's murder but later ended up recanting of course he did piece of shit But he is and was and ended up being a a serial killer Mm -hmm. of other murders. To this day, they still don't know if he was the murderer of Adam Walsh.
0: I think he got off on...
3: Technicality.
0: No, I think Mm -hmm. he got off on the premise that he was still making the family suffer. Yeah. That's what them serial killer fucks are about.
3: I mean, basically they said, okay, well, even though he recanted, we're just going to consider him the murderer of Adam Walsh.
0: He probably was. He was a serial killer.
3: Yeah, he was because he did end up dying in in prison in 1996 from liver failure.
0: What should have happened was he should have been handed over to John Walsh and his wife and tortured like the beast he is. Yeah. How old was Adam when he got abducted? Well,
3: 74 to 81.
0: So you're looking at, uh, let's see here, around 10 or 11 years old. He was six. He was six?
3: (laughs) He was six.
0: My God.
3: Yeah, he was six. Just a fucking baby. He was six. Well, of course it made national headlines, thus the 1983 movie. But one thing it said, this story to me from the get-go was always intense. Him and his mom, obviously, they went to the mall. He was taken at the mall. And she said, she, they, they had their car outside with a note on the car for Adam to please stay there. We are looking for you. They never gave up. Until his body was found. And it was decapitated. It was decapitated. Son and, of and, bitches. And rumors, never, never proven, but the rumors was Otis O'Toole kept his head for a, a period of time.
0: Six years old. Yes. And back then, a lot of security cameras weren't around.
3: No, they had security guards but they did not have cameras like they do now where you can go back and go into mall security or, or Walmart security or whatever store you're in and they can watch the cameras to see what happened.
0: Problem is with that, it's too late most of the time.
3: Majority of the time.
0: The first 48 hours is the most important, they say. Yes. Because after that, the leads dry up.
3: Well, on August 10th of 81, a severed head was found in a drainage canal along the Florida Turnpike near Verno, Ver, Verno, Verno Beach. Verona? No, it's V-E-R-O, Verno, Verro, whatever. Almost 130 miles from Hollywood by a detective. And they later, on the 11th, they the John and Reve, Reve, John and Reve, Walsh appeared on national television saying that they still hoped what Adam was alive because they were unaware of what was found. And the head itself was kept in the morgue until the case was actually closed in 2008. My God! Yeah. The coroner ruled the cause of Adam's death was asphyxiation. Obviously. Did they find the rest of the body? No, no, just the head.
0: This is a sick fucker, man.
3: Just, just the head.
0: So, how did it come about where they were starting?
3: Well, what start? What happened was because we're gonna like totally skip past the investigation portion. Yeah, you of know it. what? I'm disgusted because so, yeah. it's gross. But after the show in '83, the movie Adam was shown Mm -hmm. it was obviously based on the child well they did at the end all the pictures and they had a 1-800 number for a hotline and the pictures in the hotline were credited and they found 13 of the 55 children that they shown at the end of that show wow so that was a plus plus which then in 1984, the U.S. Congress passed the Missing Children Assistance Act, owning in part of the advocacy by the Walshes and other parents of missing children. It allowed the formation of the National Security for Missing and Exploited Children Act. The Code Adam program for helping lost children in department stores is named in Adam's memory. That's basically when your child is missing in a store, the code that is announced is ADAM. That means there's a a missing child.
0: Lockdown.
3: Yeah. U.S. Congress passed Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act on July 25th, 2006. You
0: got to wonder why it took so long for these people to do that.
3: Time and money, I guess.
0: Oh, uh, they're too busy uh, seeking donations then to do something right.
3: Pretty much. President George W. Bush signed it into law on July 27th in, in 2006. The ceremony took place at the White House, and John and uh, Revae were present. John and Revae Walsh were present. And the bill institutes a national database of convicted child molesters... And increases penalties for sexual and violent offenses against children. It's
0: called "You Should Kill Them."
3: The Adam Walsh Re- uh, Reauthorization Act of 2016 that provides budgetary allotments to continue programs passed in 2006 Act. The Survivors' Bill of Rights and Rights Act of 2016 was enacted and signed by President Obama on. October 7th, 2016. When and did the milk, the milk cartons come out of uh, this case? The milk cartons were started because of uh, Mr. John Walsh. And they're not done anymore, are they? they? They are not because milk cartons are now plastic bottles. They still can fucking do it. They choose not to. And they actually got a lot of slack when they started doing the milk cartons and the children's faces on the milk cartons. They had a lot of parents that were complaining that it was scaring their children. Well, you know what? It should. Maybe you should be scared because it could happen. It shouldn't happen, but it could happen. I know when the milk
0: cartons came out, it's like, holy shit. Because, again, we didn't know about this kind of stuff. It's like you never knew this is how many kids were actually missing.
3: No, the most I ever had was a dude in a raincoat that flashed people at the playground. That, that
0: was and it. you remember where they used to go? I don't know if they do it now. They run around in vans trying to entice kids with candy.
3: Yeah, like with our kids, they say any van that has no windows, they've been saying this since they were little, is mm. considered a rapist van. That, uh, that's that's sad. what our that's what our kids have always said with vans that have no windows. Mm-hmm. They call it a rapist van.
0: But going back to the milk cartons when they first came about, well, that's scary. It's scaring our kids. You got to let them know what the fuck people are about. Yeah, there are some
3: sick fucking people. And the sad part is, is this Otis Tool was actually never charged in Adam's case. Although, although he provided accurate descriptions on how the crime was committed because there is which I have yet to be able to find but I will find it and I will watch it. Netflix confession tape shows footage of him apparently being fed information from the interrogators.
0: So that's why they're saying well maybe he didn't do it.
3: Exactly.
0: So it was the investigators that Fucked everything up as they always do, just like the John Bonet Ramsey case. Mm-hmm. The family of John uh, Bonet wants a separate independent agency to test the DNA because they can track killers through that. Mm-hmm. And the Boulder Police Department won't do it. Why the fuck wouldn't you do that? If somebody could solve a
3: crime. It's, people need to just, like, do shit right. Dad, stop touching kids, you fucking pervs. Nasty fuckers.
0: I think it goes beyond being pervs.
3: And one thing that John Walsh was informed of, that um, Otis Toole's deathbed confession, well, Otis Toole's niece told John Walsh that he made a deathbed confession to Adam's murder.
0: So he was involved.
3: He actually admitted when he was dying that he did it.
0: Ain't that funny when somebody's dying, they confess something like that, or the last words it is, please help me, God. (laughs) You ever Mm -hmm. notice that shit? Mm -hmm. Now, John Walsh, if you don't know, he's the one who started America's Most Wanted, wasn't he?
3: Yes, he is. He started America's Most Wanted, and in 2007, one of the most publicly widespread was Jeffrey Dahmer, who was arrested in Wisconsin in 91 after killing more than dozens of boys and men. But America's Most Wanted Hotline, soon after Dahmer's father actually called America's Most Wanted Hotline, soon after his son was arrested and believed that his his son was a pedophile.
0: That show really helped. I don't know if it's still on air, but I do know that show helped catch a lot of fucking sick people. Mm -hmm. Because their tip line would just light up every time a story was told. Definitely. A lot of people on the run
3: got caught Mm -hmm.
0: because of his hard work.
3: Well, he he also did Hunt with John Walsh. Which debuted in two thousand and fourteen. So he's had two separate shows. He <coughs> following the crime, the Walsh family founded the Adam Walsh Resource Center. It's non for profit dedicated to legislation reform. Mm-hmm. The Walsh family organized political campaigns for the Missing Children Act of nineteen eighty two and the Missing Children's Assistant Act of eighty four his career now mr walsh his career in television goes he even assisted in solving the kidnapping of elizabeth smart in 2003
0: so he got very involved after what happened to his kid because he wanted his murder to I guess you would say help others.
3: And someone asked Joe Walsh, is he uh, related to John Walsh? Yes, Joe Walsh is John Walsh's brother. Mm-hmm. Just so you know.
0: But So what came out of this is, even though the initial act was evil, mm-hmm. oh. a lot of good came out of it because John
3: Walsh and his wife didn't give up. Definitely. Well, because John Walsh, like with Elizabeth Smart, he did an episode on America's Most Wanted where Ed Smart showed pictures of Brian David Mitchell's appearance, Emmanuel, Mm -hmm. which is basically the person that took her. Right. And with that airtime, they were able to eventually find and rescue elizabeth smart and arrested brian david mitchell and after elizabeth smart was reunited reunited with her family walsh met her and the family and she basically thanked and help helping him you know helping her get found
0: that's a beautiful story right there about elizabeth smart I got to lighten this shit up, man. Uh, I really do. <laughs> it just burns you inside what happened. It really does. Do you have bipolar or a mental condition? Well, you're in luck. Join a fellow bipolar, my co-host, ChinaDow! Every Monday, 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for "Chatted with ChinaDow. Available on all major podcast platforms. Rock on.
3: It's time to crucifix your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch. Put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual
2: stimulation.
0: Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. Okay, China. You suck at this, by the way. I do, man. You know what? We got to get some people in there in discord to pick
3: numbers because
0: pick he sucks. numbers
3: man pick some numbers so if you're in discord start picking some numbers because <laughs> he sucks he picks really shitty ones and yeah okay we, let's go for 450 fucking really yes 450 how did you know i was in the five hundred one? one <laughs> <laughs> did you just like read my mind Why'd you gotta pick such a far number, man? That's a long way to go. Could have <laughs> given me a heads up on that. <laughs>
0: when I start
1: making love, I don't just make love, I be stroking. That's what I be doing. I be stroking. I stroke it to the east, and I stroke
0: baby we have 450
3: I what do we got how many calories can you burn in 45 minutes of sex
0: dude i really do suck at this
3: <laughs> i'd have to say what about 150 i don't know i didn't look up the freaking answer you figure it out <laughs> <laughs> 45 right. minutes i can't get past two minutes and i'm dying Nah, so that's why that question sucks for you Somebody asked for four oh five. Do you like to talk? Who pre- had four oh five? By the way, somebody in Discord. Go, oh, okay. Oh, look. <laughs> Do you like to talk or prefer someone's space after sex?
0: Oh, I want to see. You know what? With Do, me, not, not during sex. No, not it, after with me. Sex. It's blowing gold. Leave me to fuck alone. I did my duty. <laughs> Screw you. I already did. I want to be left alone. I don't want to cuddle. I don't want to talk about the experience. I'm too old for that. I want to go relax now.
3: Those in Discord says that you can can burn like 500 calories.
0: 500 calories? (laughs) I don't know any of you fools that are going to last that long. Screw that shit, especially (laughs) with a tight pussy, man. If you
3: get a tight fucking cooter, you're blowing. I don't care what it is. All right, we got... Somebody wants question 215. Here we go. Have you ever slapped a person during sex? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I slapped the shit out of you. You better not be slapping me, motherfucker. I slap you on your ass. All right, that's fine. I'm talking, they're talking bitch slapping somebody oh, during sex. We're not into that
0: dominant shit, man. You remember at the club, man, they got them whips out and was, dude, their asses were red by the time they were that's done. That's
3: redonkulous. It. No, thank you. It God. is. All right, let, let's appease Dark Soul here. He wants 129. All right. Were you romantically involved with your first sexual partner?
0: Yeah, she was my girlfriend, yeah. have to say. That's the one I freaked out when I had the fucking rubber on and I fucking blew. I was like, oh shit, I just got this bitch pregnant and here I got a rubber on. You know how it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coastal Wolf. Here's yours, number 13. These guys are doing better than I am. Did you ever get numb while making out? No. You don't make out. You don't like kissing. Do your lips go numb when you're kissing? No. Well, okay. Uh, Maybe I don't like bad breath. Who the hell's got bad breath?
0: It sure the hell don't smell like strawberry.
3: It ain't me, motherfucker! (laughs) Dude, you need to be smacked with a bag of dicks. What
0: is wrong with you? Rude. Why am I always rude when I speak the truth? Dude. Fuck Dude, off. Dude, you got dragon breath. Only when I wake up in the morning.
3: Dude, it's like Barney took a shit. <laughs> and that's when I wake up in the morning. Rude. And you want to kiss? Fuck you. No way. Dude, rude. Kissing's the best part. Epic fail. I guess so.
0: I guess so. It happens. We <laughs> got one more.
3: Time for one more. <laughs> Well this is gonna oh, be a good one. Somebody says, okay, we got number ninety-two. Ninety
0: two. Ninety two. And we hey, we're doing it's time to get your porn on, by the way. What
3: is the one position that is on your bucket list? I've tried tried them all. They all suck. What? Does they anybody all... got a bucket list sex position that they haven't done yet? I've done them all. And they all they all require uh, hard work. Fuck that. <laughs>
0: And when you try to get a broad to do any work, they just lay there like a freaking log.
3: Rude. I do not. Not always.
0: Ah, what percentage? Mm. Let's say 99% of the time you're a freaking log.
3: Because I'm making my grocery list. I can't help it. (laughs) What
0: the fuck? we'll be back live tomorrow you to listen to the replays on spotify don't forget to check out chatting with china now this bipolar bitch and that's all for motorcycle madhouse this morning don't forget to go over to subscribe to our youtube channel install insane throttle tv's channel over on Roku as well as go get the Insane Throttle Radio app over on Google Play. Rock on! Until next time.